The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back in to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Thursday, February 1st. I am Steven Serta. Rested, uh, relaxed after a couple of days off, just kind of catching up on everything and preparing for another Chiefs Super Bowl as they once again take on the San Francisco 49ers. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, I know you've been all over the place. You're just in Baltimore. You're getting ready to go to Las Vegas. Like, just what, what's a day in the life uh, of Pete Sweeney like right now? Yeah, it's running around trying to get everything in a row uh, before we get covered starting again, which will actually be later today. Uh, just like anyone else, I'm, you know, I came back from Baltimore with a bag. Uh, in the process of unpacking and, and repacking right now. Um, this time, you know, we'll be away for eight days, uh, starting with opening night on Monday. I get into Las Vegas Monday morning early, uh, and then it is there until the next Monday morning. So it should be a, uh, a good time. And we uh, will see if the Chiefs can become the first repeat champion since 2004. Uh, it's crazy to think that's where we're at at this point in the season with the way things have gone this year at times. But uh, Pete's going to be very busy on the ground at the Super Bowl. So make sure you're locked in arrowheadpride.com because we'll have everything you need to know about this Kansas City Chiefs team ahead of kickoff. But it, it's been a quiet week as the guys get some time to rest and, and recuperate as they take this break ahead of the Super Bowl and they return to the practice field on Thursday. Um, the, the chiefs did release, a, 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 an estimated injury report on Wednesday afternoon, defensive tackle, Chris Jones was listed as a, did not participate with a quad injury running back Isaiah Pacheco with the toe and ankle defensive end, Charles Menehu knee. We know that's torn ACL. He's just going to get moved to IR, uh, at some point ahead of the Super Bowl, I would imagine. 
and left guard Joe Tooney dealing with that pectoral strain that has his status seriously in doubt for the Super Bowl. Wide receiver Sky Moore still hasn't been activated off of IR. Linebacker Willie Gay was listed as a limited participant, as well as cornerback Legarius Sneed. I, I think all of that is kind of expected. P uh, ahead of the Super Bowl as they get ready and try to make sure that they're as healthy as possible. We know there's some key injuries to watch, but that quad injury from Chris Jones is maybe a little worrisome, but I would expect that Chris Jones is going to do everything within his power to be available for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and don't forget, this is if they had practiced Wednesday. So if there's any question of Chris Jones and had they held a practice on Wednesday, could just be shutting him down for the for the bye week and, and him going through the walkthroughs and uh, essentially – being fine next week. This isn't a grand concern for me. Same with Pacheco. I think they're just managing the injury. For many of you, the other DMP not expecting to play. Joe Tooney, it, it seems like it's going to be a reach, but he's still continuing to try to work toward being able to play uh, in the game. Uh, the other one that we're watching is Willie Gay Jr. It was estimated as a limited participant. would be great to get him back into the mix. What uh, is interesting is after all this Kadarius Tony uh, back and forth, and whether he's hurt or not, uh, he wasn't uh, a estimated with an injury yesterday. It had the, the injury has been taken away, and it's just as uh, personal and full participant. So, sort of an odd situation going on with K- Kadarius. Uh, we will see if he's out at the practice field uh, on Thursday. We get a uh, a look at that, and and you know we'll we'll see if uh, he's back in the mix. Andy Reid said he'd be back to practice. So, uh, just another uh, something to watch. I'm not sure regardless of health, what Tony would be active in this game kind of seems like the chiefs have an offensive rotation. They like right now. Yeah. And it's worth mentioning that uh, it was reported that Kadarius Tony just had the birth of his first child. So maybe that's the personal reason that he's dealing with right now, uh, aside from the weird Instagram video that I don't know if we ever confirmed that that was real or not, but it, it just seems like at this point, as far as Kadarius Tony goes, like, you know, he's had a, a lot of downs this season and very few highs. So it, at this point, whether he's healthy or not, I understand he wants to get on the field and we saw the impact that he had in last year's Super Bowl. But this Chiefs offense has really found something here in the playoffs. And so part of me is like, just don't mess it up. Just, just go with the guys that you've been rolling with. Do what you've been doing. And they give you the best chance to win against the 49ers. Yeah, at this stage, I, you know, and I feel bad for them. Um you know, I always try to try to remember that, you know, these are human beings and they can access Twitter just like we can. Uh, but it's been a tough year for both Tony and more. Uh, that said, it, you know, the NFL is a, a business and uh, it just wouldn't make sense for rhythm, team chemistry, et cetera, et cetera, to put either of these guys back in the lineup, at least for this year. Now you talk about next year's training camp. Uh, you want to argue, OK, let's see what Tony and Moore do against competition and trying to earn a, a spot on the, the roster. And in that rotation, I'm really open to that. I mean, I, I think we've seen the talent of both of these guys here and there. And, um, you know, you understand why maybe the Chiefs would want to give them an opportunity if they're under contract. Yeah. For right now for this game, uh, the Chiefs are better to stick to the rotation they have. There's, there's no reason if it's not broken, uh, as they say, Steve, you don't, you don't fix it. Yeah, um, I, I'm very much in favor of kind of just keeping the rotation that they have been. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, hopefully MVS can make a couple of big plays because we know he's been key so far in the postseason. He's got maybe three of the biggest catches for the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Um, 
And, you know, we we touched on Charles Amenahu in the ACL tear, obviously, because uh, we haven't really had an opportunity to discuss this because after the game, Charles Amenahu was like, I'm good to go. I'm going to play in the Super Bowl. And, right. you know, and, and this was when he, he was hoping for the best a, at that point. But obviously, it's a huge loss for the Chiefs defensive line that has been such a factor so far in the playoffs. And Charles Amenahu has been huge for them. Down the back half of the season, he's been one of their best players along that defensive line, continuously generating pressure and just being a force up front for the Kansas City Chiefs that's allowing them to do a lot of the things that they want to do on defense. So this is a big loss for them, and it's an important loss that I don't think we should underestimate. But now... Maybe in the Super Bowl, we actually get uh, a longer look at Chiefs rookie first rounder Felix and Odike Uzama. And they need guys like George Karloftis and Mike Dana and even Chris Jones at this point, which it seems crazy to say that they need Chris Jones to step up even more. But they need all of those guys to step up in the absence of Charles Amenahu. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough break because I don't think you have a direct replacement for him. Um, like, for example, in the Joe Tooney situation, I feel like Allegretti is a pretty good depth player that you can put in plug and play. Uh, and of course, uh, not the caliber of Tooney, but I think close enough where you don't really sense uh, that, it, that it's a, a bigger deal. Whereas in many, he was playing at a level that the Chiefs don't have uh, close in that room right now. So I think it'll be a mix of Herring and Felix uh, and Aduke. Well, that'd be my best guess uh, to try to replace what Amenahue uh, has been doing and the idea is, of, you know, with the rotation, these guys constantly having fresh legs. Uh, maybe you get, you know, somewhere uh, in the range of where many he was. But it's just a tough break for him. He was having a fantastic year, had an opportunity to play his former team in the, the Super Bowl and just not to be with the torn ACL. And we put an article up this week with um, you know, just the idea that many and the timing of this thing, it definitely puts training camp in jeopardy and certainly even maybe the first month of next season. So just a tough situation all around, but it, it does seem like he will uh, be in Las Vegas around the team and, and there to support. I mean, he, he was a big part of their end of season turnaround and, and being able to, I think, push toward the playoffs and have success and win all the games uh, leading into the Super Bowl. So unfortunate for him, but he will rehab and hope his teammates can finish the job along the way and hope to be back by September, October. Yeah, it, it just such a brutal injury at this part of the season where you've grinded all year long to get to this point and to help your team succeed and get where you want to go and you get there and you can't even play in that game. And now uh, the the biggest thing I'd be worried about for Charles Amenahu, who's going to expect it to be a key factor and next season as well, is whether or not he's going to be ready for training camp suffering that kind of injury this late in the season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't anticipate him starting training camp. They have the PUP list, um, which is if a player comes into camp injured, he won't count against the roster, and you can leave him there until he practices. I, mean, I don't anticipate him any participating in a single training camp practice. Uh, I mean, he may go Aaron Rodgers on us and guarantee he'll be there at some capacity, but uh, we know how that worked for um, Rodgers. You know, I think they're going to be realistic about this, and uh, Kansas City. Uh, for what it's worth, and this is worth remembering in long-term situations like this, they tend to err on the side of caution before rushing a player in and having a re-injury and then resetting the clock and that type of thing. Now, I remember what happened with Trent McDuffie during his rookie season. They waited and waited and waited. So 
Now we're saying in September, October, but who knows? Maybe it would be more of October, November, based on how the chief the Chiefs usually handle these types of things. And for the San Francisco 49ers, um, as far as their estimation goes, they appear pretty healthy ahead of this game. And according to the DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, the Chiefs are, are still two point underdogs. I, I believe it was down to a point and a half. Now it's back up to plus two for the Kansas City Chiefs. So San Francisco is still favored in this one. And Pete, uh, we haven't really talked about this yet, but um, you know, I, I feel really good about where the Chiefs are overall right now and how they played in this postseason compared to how San Francisco has played. But it's obviously still not a team you should sleep on. And we talk about the Charles Amenahu injury. That could be huge because... Yeah, we know that Steve Spagnuolo in this Chiefs defense likes to blitz and get after quarterbacks. Brock Purdy's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this season against the blitz. But we could also say that about Lamar Jackson, and the Chiefs still gave him plenty of problems in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that, you know, you look at how the Chiefs have operated here, and it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're they just have this ultimate success on defense regardless of the opponent. and. I mean, I don't know. I don't get the spread. I, I'll, you know, and you know, Vegas is a lot smarter than me. They run a lot of numbers, and you know, they they get it right uh, quite typically. But I, you know, I just think of the way these two teams are playing now, where like it really doesn't matter what kind of challenge you put in Spagnuolo. He comes up with a plan to get to the other quarterback and limit what they can do offensively. Meanwhile, uh, I don't think the 49ers defense has looked that good in over a month and you see the amount of yardage that they've gone up in the playoffs and you have the chiefs offense coming on. I just, I don't understand it. It seems like the chiefs uh, are playing better right now, which in NFL playoffs matters more so than even being the better team. And so I like, if I was making the spread and I'm just trying to, you know, in an unbiased manner, think about the game, I'm probably thinking about chiefs, like minus two, minus two and a half, like that. It's more of the Chiefs being slight, slight favorites than the 49ers. But look, uh, Steve, uh, I don't own a casino. I have not built uh, these shiny buildings in Vegas. Uh, they don't need a lot of money doing so. So there's probably a, a better reason. But I, you know, it's hard for me to understand right now. I just think narrative wise like uh, a lot of football followers nfl fans would follow this and be like how are the chiefs not favored like what is going on have they watched how patrick mahomes has played in the playoffs have they watched this chiefs defense and i think at the end of the day san francisco is a scary team that should not be overlooked and, and i do feel like a lot of people are just assuming like it's a foregone conclusion patrick mahomes is unstoppable he's gonna go win another ring and this San Francisco 49ers team is as talented at the top as any team that we have ever seen. Like we know that they have superstar players in Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon IU, Christian McCaffrey. And then you get into the defense and it's like Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, superstar linebackers, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Eric Armstead, like They've got playmakers uh, at every level on both sides of the football. And Brock Purdy's obviously been uh, a huge difference maker there compared to Jimmy Garoppolo and other quarterbacks that they've had in the past. But it, it's just that uh, the, the line still feels weird, though, right? Like, it still feels like, yeah, how, but how could you watch how that those teams have played in the playoffs and say that the 49ers are definitive, definitively better than what the Chiefs have, have put out on, on tape so far this postseason? I, I agree with you. It's weird. But I, I feel like it's just leaning into the star power of San Francisco and, and the questions the Chiefs still have on offense despite their success in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, 
um, I understand what you're saying, but it's Mahomes versus Brock Purdy at the end. I mean, I don't care if you know who you have your skill players on. I don't, I don't think that you should be uh, underdogs uh, in this game, and especially because we saw Jordan Love and the Packers put 300 yards and were right there to win the game. We saw Jared Goff and the Lions put 400 yards up on that defense and were right there to win the game. I just it it doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, I look at the Chiefs' road, and I did this yesterday at six ten, and I'll do it here. If I'm ranking like the difficulty. You know, and, and going in before the games, and we know some stuff now, like I would have ranked the challenges of this postseason, probably Bills on the road first, Ravens on the road second, and then and then it would be the 49ers at a neutral site. Like, I think this is the third most difficult challenge the Chiefs had, is just especially the way that Spagnuolo was drawing up these plans against Brock Purdy. And then just the offense coming on and what we've seen from the 49ers in these two games. I just... Doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but uh, like I said, again, uh, uh, these uh, line makers, um, these bookies know a lot more than than I do. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, it, it feels like the 49ers have caught some breaks to get to this point in the season. But again, not a team you should sleep on, but we at Arrowhead Pride are very much in favor of the Chiefs playing as underdogs once again. So uh let let the books decide that uh we we hope that come by sunday super bowl here in 10 days or so that the kansas State chiefs are still underdogs and the 49ers are still favored because the chiefs totally play into that stuff so uh we we got uh press conferences later on today we'll hear from head coach andy reed quarterback patrick mahomes we'll have those available for you on the arrowhead pride podcast network um and then we'll have tons of stuff coming out next week as we cover uh, yet another Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl. So be on the lookout for all of that. Stay locked into ArrowheadPride.com. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PGSween. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with another edition of the Arrowhead Rep- Pride Report as soon as the Kansas City Chiefs uh, get on the practice field and we've got some things to talk about. So we'll talk to you guys later. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. The city. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride Premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.